You've played the missions. But do you really know the lore? We're here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 184, recorded January 18th, 2024. The topic for this episode is Dragon Slayers Part 1. I'm going to be your host this time, and I am Elemist. Hi, I'm Orchid. Hey, Orchid. Hello. So, we got some podcast info. If you'd like to say hello to us, please do so at Twitter, at Guardians underscore Lore, at Hey It's Orchid, or at I underscore Am underscore Elemist. You can find us on Blue Sky, Instagram, and Threads at Guardians of Lore, all one word. You can email us at Guardians underscore Lore at Outlook.com. You could also jump into our Discord. The invite is in the episode description, but if you want to type it out, it's discord.gg slash lorehub. You could also just leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find us, and we really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for looking for us and leaving reviews and stuff. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, Are we done with the podcast? Otters. (laughs) If you'd like to support the podcast so we can continue to pay Rindle and allow him to wear shoes, you can... Uh, it's clogs now. You can visit ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. Every little bit helps. And Rindle says thank you. Do you, Rindle? I mean, he's here. I'm assuming he says thank you. <laughs> but we also like to give thanks to our subscribers. Valaragna, Doom, Linkman22. Firebired, Finlay Potato, Sleeve Jobs, Hackslord, Pointless, and Unnamed Guardian Less Than Three. We know who you are. That's a threat. It's not. I mean, it's coming from this group of people, so I, I, it's kind of a threat. Um, a little bit. <laughs> it's like 5% threat, 95% not. <laughs> Whether we mean the 5% is all up in the air. Um <laughs> You can find our info on Reddit on r slash the lore network, alongside many impressive lore content creators. I don't know if we're there. I haven't checked. I haven't either. After not checking the other website and it turning into fucking... (laughs) I have no idea anymore. I've stopped checking everywhere. So (laughs) you check at your own discretion. We'll just tell you where to look, and then if you're over 18, you can check. God. (laughs) Mamma mia! I'm taking that responsibility off my shoulders. So this week at Gardens of Lore, the Twoggle, <laughs> uh, we're finally going to be able to change our Guardians' looks. Thank God. It's only taken. It only took 10 yeah, years. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, uh, let's go. It's something we've been asking for since vanilla D1. If you can do it in Skyrim, you should be able to do it in this game. For fuck's sake. But you can change your face as many times as you want, and it's free. You just can't change your race. So you can't go from like... Exo to Awoken. To Awoken to Human and back and forth. But you can change your gender, and you can change your hair and your skin color. And I think they said if you put like face tats on and you regret it now, you could definitely take those off and vice versa. So <laughs> if you want more face tats, you could definitely add them. So I'm very excited. But, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, I have a horrifically ugly uh, hunter because I just picked whatever random pieces I felt like because I was just trying to like make a hunter as quickly as possible. And uh, she's super ugly. She's an exo. I really don't like it. It looks just so bad. And I'm really excited to make her not look ugly anymore. <laughs> 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 just like, ah! 
Yeah. Uh, same with so, same with my Titan. I'm very excited. Like yeah, female Titans wear armor better. Like yeah. the armor looks so much better on female Titans. The armor looks just better on female bodies. Period. For every class, just uh, for some reason, even though like as an exo for a hunter, like my character feels better as a male, but I don't like the way the armor looks on male bodies. God, right? Because I think it just looks terrible. It does. Sorry, guys. I think you just look bad. No, it 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 does. Yeah. It's just the thighs look better on ladies. Firebird is right. I'm a thigh person, okay? I have to say, I'm really attracted to Thane Krios's thighs from Mass Effect 2. I'm also super attracted to um, a couple of uh, elves' thighs from uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Those thighs are really nice, too, because when they're in their, like, weird-ass, like, old elven armor their thighs are just like super super yummy yeah thighs save lives ah thighs are delicious also max for stopping has the nicest thighs i've ever seen i just want to like bite them i like thighs too Ugh, they're always really they're always tasty oh usually I get them in a bucket you? of 10 oh my god i'm not eating them just like figuratively not actually but how else are you supposed to eat chicken? I, I'm i not talking about... Okay. <laughs> anyway, we can have more Glimmer now. 500,000 Glimmer because everything is purchasable by Glimmer for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, yay. More Glimmer. Hooray. All that's going to mean is I, I spit through a bunch of currency that I still have. Like in the first week of whenever this is actually updated. Oh my god. Like... I go through so much glimmer because I'm just trying to like update all of my weapons that I make when I'm on Mars. Holy shit, I go through so much glimmer. Glimmer and like I mean, yeah. enhancement course. Yeah. Well, like I, I have a shit ton of enhancement course and I would donate them if I could. Oh my god, I never have enough masterwork cores. I need more. <laughs> like, can I need please donate to my masterwork core fund? I, I need like 11 million. I think more. I have like 1400. What? I have like 350 because I just crafted like eight weapons. <laughs> I'm so poor. I'm so poor. I need more. It's um time for you to um get good scrub? No. I don't want to. Boo. Anyway, um <laughs> They also released the outfits for Fessel the Lost to vote on. It's either Good Wizard Money Gang or Shadow Wizard Money Gang. We love casting spells. So, how are you feeling about them? Okay. So, so I like Evil Wizard Money Gang because it's very void and pointy. And it's a vibe because, like, I would make it just for, like, a void outfit. But I like good wizard money gang because it's very celestial and kind of, like, if I wanted to make more of, like, a celestial look, it's more buildable into other outfits and isn't just, like, a singular outfit. I can respect that. So that's my deal. Also, I think the other two classes and not just the warlock class are really cool. And if I wanted to make a jester outfit, the hunter uh, pants yeah. for the good wizard money gang are really great. Absolutely. So those are my thoughts. Um, there is a link in the TWAB from this week that you can vote for all three classes and not just like whatever they send you in your email. So I would go do the link and not the email. So the link is better. So for me, I'm probably going to vote good wizard because I like the Titan look better. Um, it just, it looks clean. It's like you said, it's, it's celestial. Um, I can respect the evil wizard look though. Like those arms look good. 
they kind of remind me of um god crown of sorrow oh yeah right yeah i didn't even think about that Uh uh-huh uh-huh so like that would be a good replacement if if evil wizards win um but like i i'm i'm gonna vote good wizards because i i like that set as a whole on titan oh yeah okay i see it if you want to make like if you want to wear the whole set together but how often do you wear the whole set together i do every now and then okay i i change my my fashion a lot more than i would like to admit we're sharing the number of masterwork cores we all have in our chat right now. And everyone's like, I have 2,200. And I'm like, I have 356. Please give me some. And and I was wrong. I don't have 1,400. I have 1,398. Uh, I'm so poor. I hate all of you. <laughs> Fuck all of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I lied to you. <laughs> By like 10. Whatever. No. By two. Whatever. Math isn't your strong suit right now, is it? No, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> I did so much science today. Like, my brain is so done right now. <laughs> I was on. Okay, hold on. Uh, side story. I was on the phone. I've been trying to, like, buy a planetary orbital crusher rock thingy for my lab today because I'm tired of grinding things up by hand so I'm just like I'm gonna buy this like $7,000 piece of equipment to do it for me because I'm tired (laughs) I don't want to do it anymore and my boss is like okay yeah you can do that that's cool uh just find one and get me the price or a couple of them and get me the prices and then we'll like pick one so I'm like neat okay so I found a bunch and I was going to call a company because they didn't have how loud it was. They're all about like 60 decibels. So they're like kind of loud. But so and they only run for like three to four minutes a piece. So they're like loud enough that you're like, oh, that sucks. But if you're all wearing like noise canceling headphones, you can kind of deal with it for five minutes, whatever. Um. But this one company didn't have how loud it was on their website. So I'm like, fuck, I got to call them because I like, what if theirs is 90 decibels? Like, I don't want some fucking jet engine bullshit in my lab. Right. Right. So I call this guy and I I find the number on the website because I don't want to send them an email because I'm never going to hear back from them. And I just have this one question. I call the number and the guy's just like, hello. I'm like, who is this? he's like how did you get this number I'm like it's on your website don't yell at me oh my god that's that's giving like accidental calls to norad vibes i was like i just want to know about your like rock pulverizer and he's like who put this number on the website and i'm like ask your website people i don't know <laughs> Like, is it, were they playing a prank on you? And the website said the company is in, like, Culver City, California. So it's not like I was calling them at two in the morning or something. Right. Like, they're in the same time zone as me. So it was, like, 2 p.m. And he's just like, I'll have customer service call you back. And he didn't even take my question. He didn't take the piece of equipment I was calling about. He just hung up the phone. That sucks. I guess he had my phone number. He didn't even take my phone number or my name or anything. You're not going to get a call back, are you? Oh, no, he did. Oh, my God. He called me back. I was out. Um, I was out in the paper mill later. I was fixing something. I came back to my office. I had a voicemail from a guy named Richard. And he's like, I think this is who I'm supposed to call. <laughs> he sounded so confused. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and when I told him my question, he's like, oh, I have to ask the engineers. You were talking to one of them. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what do you mean I was talking to one of them? He could have answered my question instead of yelling at me. Oh, that's Fucking that's people. why he was so rude. <laughs> Okay. Because he's an engineer, that's not true. There's a lot of nice engineers. <laughs> I mean, sure. 
Okay, Orchid, I'm coming on here because I have something to tell you. What, Rindle? Nice engineers? Fuck no, there are not. <laughs> Every single engineer I've ever spoken to has just been rude as fuck. Wow, Rindle. Wow. Tell me I'm oh wrong, okay? I mean, you're not okay. wrong, but wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the last bullet point we have for the Twoggle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crow goes. Crow went through the Travussy. <laughs> he lubed himself up really good and he slid on through. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's it's literally written in our show notes. Oh, yeah. Crow goes through the portal. Who cares? Yep. Oh, yeah. His sister helped him. So that's. I mean, we knew they had a very um, inappropriate relationship. Did you read my fan fiction? I didn't have to read your fan fiction. I know you. Ah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, brief intro to the topic. Oh, that's all we're talking about? We're not actually talking about the seasonal story? It's just like Crow went through the portal? Who cares? I mean, <laughs> we can. <laughs> that's it. I mean, it was the, the end of the... It was... Okay, I do have to say, uh, it was very touching. Um, I had lots of feels at the end because... He had like grown up from this tiny little boy, this tiny little like baby guardian, a uh, kindergarten, if you will, and then like grew into this like I felt like we were sending him off to like the military or something. <laughs> like we're like the proud parents watching him like go off to war. Right. I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> I'm g- you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm never gonna see you again. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Firebird says he wasn't cold so he looked bigger <laughs> <Jesus>. oh god <laughs> I, <sighs> I don't like the way that that played out I, I don't <sighs> I mean it was really nice it was a little cheesy yeah it was really cheesy yeah it was I don't think it should have been crow and I don't think they should have had an entire season to have just Crow go through it. Because honestly, like, in my opinion, I'm not a writer. As a player, it should have been uh, an entire season of a story every couple of weeks and not every week. Like, dragging it out. If they knew it was six months. Or seven months have us come back like every three weeks. Yeah, but like for another story. I'm saying it this way because like <clears throat> if you have a story every three weeks instead, and it leads up to the guardian being the one going first, and then your character is the one that goes through. Yeah, and then the servers get turned off or something. Oh, that that actually would have been really badass. Like that would have been a. Un- and that's the final mission that you do is like you and Osiris are like he's like slinging strand everywhere and you're like battling to get to like the final portal to go through. Oh, and that, he's like, I got this. That would be cool. And then like you see him and he's like doing strand shit. And then like you leap through at the end and then like the servers go down that night and then that's it. That would be cool. I mean, you'd have to, like, leave it up for, like, two weeks so everyone could do it, but, like, that would be it. I see it being, like, the, um, when the Traveler, like, healed. Yeah, that would be really cool. Where, like, it's a a live event over, you know, the the final day of the season, Mm -hmm. and then as soon as the event's over, just servers off. Yeah, that'd be cool. It would suck because, like... The amount of traffic that happens and everything, like, it it would get hectic. Mm -hmm. But, like, it would be cool. I mean, you could even do it, like, a 48-hour, like, contest mode raid. Or even, like, 72-hour. Make sure people have the chance to play it. Yeah. But I would do something like that if it was at all feasible. Because I think that would be really cool and get people super invested and, like, really hype for the final shape. If that's going to be, like... If that's going to be your final hurrah, you need to do something and just, like, throw everything 
Like, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, fuck the baby at that point. Like, not actually, but you know what I mean. Like, like yeet it out the window. Like, don't do this like, oh, we're going to send Crow out the portal. Okay, bye. Like, why? Yeah. Okay. Like, bye, Crow. See you later. Mm-mm, okay. Like, we know how you're going to die because, like, Kate is going to fucking, like, slit your throat the minute you go through. Okay. I have a theory about that, actually. Okay. So, we have no information of how Kate is there. Like, if that really is our Kate or anything like that. I'm sure it's not. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't think it's Arcade. I'm um, sure it's... They said it was a guide, and it was in, like, so, the guise of somebody that we knew. So I've got two different theories. Um, one is that okay. it actually is Cade when Guardians are killed, and the whole, like, return to light thing happens. They actually are, like, in the Traveler. Okay, so they just go home. It, the, the Traveler ends up being, like, heaven. Or, or in um, God, I want to say Doctor Who, when uh, Missy had all the people like who died downloaded it into a version of right. heaven. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it would be like that. The other thought is that because it was Crow who went first, the mm-hmm. Traveler is trying to help the Guardians, so it created a guide out of who is like the strongest connection that that crow had and, and it's related to whatever the strongest emotion is and because crow has aldrin's memories like he feels extreme guilt and remorse and like all of that about cade so then the huh. traveler just creates the guide in the form of cade okay so those are my two theories i have no idea if if it's even going to go that either of those routes, like for all we know, it could just be you know a, a construct of the traveler, and it's like, yeah, I'm your guide. I'm going to act like Cade. I mean, he was talking to Ikora, like right. They were actually friends, and then said, "I don't know how I'm here." Wherever and she was here like, it's is, good to see you, old. Yeah, and she's like, "It's good to see you, old friend." And he's like, "It's good to see you too." And so it makes me believe that it is actually him, like, however that is. Right. So I want to say it is a form of him. And the way that they talked about him in, like, the actual, like, in the the whatever thing. The. The reveal, yeah, I guess. The reveal. Um, They were really specific in that it was, like, a Virgil kind of. Um, guide that we would have because you know they're ancient Greek bullshit. <sighs> yep, because that's their favorite. Now I'm a little motivated. Uh, because I shall be your Virgil. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> blah blah blah. But I'm oh, sorry. Ow! 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 But no, like I, we have zero information, so I'm just I'm grasping at straws and coming up with theories. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I coming up with theories is fun. It's really frustrating at the same time because, like, I just want to know. Yeah, know? yeah. It's really frustrating. I don't know. I don't know what they mean by that. He's their Virgil. Like, Virgil's just a poet. Well, I mean, I'm kinda like, in Inferno, like Dante's Inferno, Virgil was an actual guide who yeah, who led Dante through purgatory. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I mean, that's like more of a legend and I don't know. Because, I mean, he's with, what with Lucan, um, Ovid, and I don't remember who the other one is. Stadius, maybe. I haven't read the Divine Comedy in like ages, but um, the only one I've really read of his is the Aeneid, 
which is very good. Should definitely read that. I'm starting to read um, Dante's Inferno right now. Dante's Inferno is very good. You should definitely read that. Yeah. Like, tons of shit is based on it because everyone's like, oh, it's so fucking edgy. Like, it's actually really funny. Well, and, and as soon as they referenced Virgil talking about Cade, I was like, all right, oh. this is the second time they referenced it. I need to read up on it. I mean, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, you should read the Aeneid, too. Like, everyone should read the Aeneid because it's Virgil's. It's literally, like, the best thing he ever wrote. And it's, like, considered one of the most, probably one of the most important poems in all of, like, Western classic literature, like, ever, ever, ever. should definitely read the Aeneid. Okay. It's about um, a refugee of the Trojan War named Aeneas. And um, he's trying to get to Italy where his descendants, Romulus and Remus, are, um, they are, like, making the city of Rome. And that's what it's about. So, it's very good. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really neat because it's written, like, in BCE. So, it's written, like, during the time. And because it's so old, like, you get that, like, very, like, ancient Greek, like, ancient Roman, like, feel. and. Like, reading really old stuff like that, you get, I don't know, it it feels, like, very authentic because you're not reading, like, new stuff that's trying to emulate it. You're reading, like, the actual words. It's very neat. Like, definitely go find it. And there's, like, if you're interested in reading it, I can give you, like, better translations than some others because there's, it depends, like, what translation you want to read also because some translations are garbage and some are good. Okay. So it depends. Sorry, ancient Greek bullshit. Well, in this in this uh ancient Roman bullshit. In this case, isn't it Italian? Oh no, in this in this case there was no Italy yet. In this case, uh ancient Roman bullshit. I mean, close enough. <laughs> yeah. It's your people. Yeah. Elonist. It's your people. Italian hands. Italian hands. So uh I'll do them right now. <laughs> Brief intro to the topic. Yeah. This lore book was obtained by listening to the radio messages during the season of the Wish story. There we go. You want to kick us off? Uh, I mean, I guess. Before I kick somebody. I uh, yeah. Um. This is Valis Forge's prologue. We need not see these local administrations as challenges to the Empress's rule, Counselor Tarun said to the assembled War Council. In truth, they may be keeping the whole fleet from descending into anarchy. I don't give a war beast's turd if they are, sneered Valis Tarag. This is treason. We should dispatch a legion to reestablish order. A murmur of agreement bubbled up from the assembled cabal commanders. Empress Keitel regarded the handful of holographic blips hanging over the council table. They represented refugees from her sundered homeworld, adrift on massive starships in deep space. The remainder of their entire civilization reduced to digital specs. And what say you, Valis Saladin? The Empress asked. We have a saying on Earth, the Iron Lord replied. There are two ways to move a war beast, with a chunk of flesh or with your fist. The situation calls for both. The assorted commanders grunted in assent. So it shall be the Empress declared. Tarun, dispatch a shipment of goods immediately, with all luxuries included. If conservation of resources is the pretext for their authority, let us remove it. Valis Tharag, she continued, you shall be my fist. Send an echelon to guard the shipment from fallen raiders. 
reassert my authority in no uncertain terms. The Empress stamped her foot lightly on the ship's deck. The matter was settled. Very well, Tarun said. Our next item is... The counselor stopped mid-sentence, interrupted by a pleasant ringing octave that seemed to come from inside her own head. Everyone in the council perked up. They heard it too. They turned their attention to the closed doorway. Optus Koritz, the Empress said, her voice laced with concern. Come in. The telepathic tone dissipated. The scion entered, her lone eye unshielded by a helmet. Gradually, a series of images bloomed in the council's imaginations. The witness, portal, Sabathun, Eris Morn, Wishing Wall, Spire, Eggs, Ahamkara, Riven, Riven. The room was gripped by tense silence. Keitel had avoided bringing up the witness thus far because... Despite their best efforts, the Cabal were helpless to reach the portal. The Empress knew that the resulting feeling of impotence made her commanders rash. They were ill-accustomed to dread. At least now they had a path forward. The Vanguard has a habit of playing with forces they cannot hope to control, Counselor Therak muttered. The fact that we're resurrecting the Ahamkara at all is proof they can be controlled. Salvin. Or at least eliminated. Ah, uh, yes, the Emperor said. Your fame, great hunt. If I recall the Mythkeeper Ajda's lessons, you were integral to their extinction. Is that not so? It is, Saladin replied with reluctance. The Ahamkara were deemed too dangerous to live, so we killed them. Bellus Throg shrugged impatiently. The Cabal would have done the same. You would have tried, Saladin fired back sternly, and failed. Among the Cabal, only the Scions truly understand the anthem and a theme. The rest of you would have ended up in prisons of your own making. There is nothing the Cabal cannot conquer with or without the Scions. Keitel shot back. You would do well to remember that, Lord Saladin. Saladin waived his strategic position. Of course, Empress. My apologies. Keitel pushed forward. Tell us some tales of these wish dragons. We would be wise to study our Saladin sighed in the Saladin sighed inwardly. This was not a period of history of gladly recounting. As you wish. <laughs> Irony that he ends it with, as you wish. Yeah. So yeah, like the, the meat of this is the there's a meeting of Keitel's war council the scions gave a series of images that essentially are just stuff relating to what we're dealing with this season and then Keitel's looking at that going okay wish dragons saladin you're the one who has the expertise in this tell us mhm also I felt like she was really accusatory with like, you tried to kill them all and you totally fucking failed. Like, good job, sir. Yeah. Although, like, I mean, it's not really his fault. No, it totally isn't. But he's the one that's still there. Yeah. I mean, in reality, how many of the Iron Lords and Warlords are still around from the Great Hunt? Not that many. Well, like, the Great Hunt essentially was in the early days of the city. So, like, the Vanguard was an actual thing at that point. Right. Or at least I believe it was. I think it, I thought it was. Or 
Yeah, the city was already around, and then the Great Hunt happened, I thought. And that's that's kind of what I, I thought, too. Because, like, how else would all the Guardians that we know by name have grouped together to go after the Ahamkara? And especially with the fact that, like, Dark Age Guardians were self-serving. Shaxx and Felwinter excluded, and a lot of other Iron Lords. Okay, here's the Ahamkara hunt. It happened in the city age. It happened after Lakshmi too arrived in the city, and before Tallulah Fairwind died, and before Caliban was named the second Hunter Vanguard. It was after... It was after St. Fourteen ran, like, roughshod over all of the Elixti. Yeah, like, it, it was after Foundation of the Reef, the creation of the Dreaming City, yep. the Faction Wars. Mm-hmm. Battle of Six Fronts. Yep. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. formation of the Six Coyotes. Uh, after Osiris was named Vanguard Commander. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it happened after... He was put in charge after Osiris was put in charge. But it also happened before the, the Battle of Burning Lake and the Great Disaster. So, yeah, it, it's right between like the formation of the city and, and the Battle of Six Fronts and mm-hmm. Crota. Like it, it fits yeah. in that spot right between the two. It was also right before Zur arrived in the tower. Apparently, Zur appeared right after the Great Hunt. Where did you find that? On the Ishtar Collective timeline. Okay. It was on the. It was in the season of the Drifter uh, lore entry called the Bone. It's on this lore entry. It has uh, Lavinia and Ikora, and um. She asked to know about the nine. And Ikora says, Why do you think the nine needed Ahamkara? Yeah. And Lavinia says, To make wishes. Lavinia pants, Zer didn't appear in the tower until the end of the great Ahamkara hunt. Whatever they used to get from the Ahamkara, she leaves it unsaid. Maybe the nine are now getting it from guardians. Yeah. I guess she was the one she stole the Ahamkara bone from somewhere. Yes. Yeah. I like totally forgot about this because I haven't read the season of the Drifter book. Uh, It was dust. And like, when did we do this book? I know we've done this book. That was like right when the like that. That was actually like in our first 20 episodes. Uh. Yeah, that that was ages ago. So long ago. Anyway, yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. But Lavinia is begging that there's something here, something that connects everything, Trials, Ahamkara, Guardians, and the Nine. That there are things the consensus knows about Gaul's attack, things they haven't told us. <laughs> that she finds about from the Ahamkara bone. I think that's neat. It is. Yeah. I think that's cool. You want to read the next one? I got totally distracted. <laughs> ADHD, baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like lore related, so it's fine. <laughs> All right. This next one is called The Iron Lord's Tale. Lord Teemer wades forward into the shallow pool that rings the islet, listening attentively to the rhythmic lapping of water. There is a gentle artifice at work here. Each step he takes, however clumsy, stirs a repeating, too perfect echo of the same small noise, a recording, or an isolated memory. A mimetic transmission cued to overwrite every other sound in the vicinity. He wonders if the last poor villager to come this way wished for peace and quiet. The sound starts again. Team returns. The Ahamkara lunges at him from the side, 
its glistening bulk emerging from a span of water too shallow to have ever contained it. Through a shower of black-green liquid, Teemer sees its wedge-shaped maw split open like a flower. Into all that displaced pond water, Teemer summons void. A row of cavitation bubbles bursts along the underside of the Ahamkara in a cascading shockwave of pale, violet fire. It unseams the Ahamkara at the joints, and Teemer's lungs nearly cave in. What's left of the Ahamkara crawls to the edge of the islet, panting raggedly. Teemer bends to slap once, experimentally at the surface of the lake. He hears the alarm call of a bird from deeper in the trees. Closer by, he hears Lord Cullivance call his name. Timur wades closer to the Ahamkara. Don't you want to know if you're right? The dragon snickers even as it dies. Don't you want to ask me about Clovis Bray? Don't you want to know? He resents the question. I know I'm right, Timur says. But he does want to know. He wants to ask, and badly. He wants... He wants, during the entire time he waits for the creature to to expire. By the end, he has to bite down on his tongue. He is seated on the bank tipping sludge out of his boots when Lord Cullivance catches up with him. I called out to you, Lord Cullivance says. His student sounds equal parts apologetic and sullen. Perhaps he wanted to fell the beast himself. I know, Lord Timur replies. I had it handled. He lets fondness warm his tone. He'll let Cullivance tell the village that their great beast has been slain and bask at the gratitude that follows. Teemer's mind is already elsewhere. There is so much more important work to return to. A future to construct. From nothing. Let Nerwin and her ilk obsess over their bestiaries. Did you talk to it? Lord Cullivance asks. It mentioned Clovis Bray, Teemer doesn't say. The taste of copper fills his mouth. No. They walk back in silence. Ew. I'm wondering, like, why Teemer is wanting to ask about Clovis. What do you mean? Well, like, I don't know if it's that Teemer wants to know about Clovis Bray the man or Clovis Bray the company. I know at this point, um, some of them were investigating uh, Siva. Um, wasn't Teemer the only one who knew who Felwinter was? Possibly. I think he was because... I vaguely recall that Teemer was the only one who knew Felwinter's identity as the Siddhartha Gollum. Because, like, I remember him being like, Lord Felwinter, I know what you are. Like, I remember this. And this is only because, like, I played Lord of Wolves or whatever. Uh, um, oh, oh, oh. I played Destiny 1, like, recently. Like, recent, recent. Okay, so... Teemer was the first one to encounter Felwinter back when Felwinter was a mm-hmm. warlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Teemer had a fascination with Clovis Bray and believed that they were the key to uncovering Siva. Okay. Uh, Teemer and Felwinter worked together to find Siva, though Felwinter also did extensive work alone. During their investigations, Lord Felwinter almost killed Teemer on the suspicion that he knew Felwinter's true identity. And Teemer eventually tracked Siva to the Cosmodrome. Okay. 
Uh, Teemer was one of the nine Iron Lords to make it to the heart of the Replication Complex. He was then killed by Lady Yolder's attempt to seal off the Replication Chamber and destroy the Siva Replicator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think he's actually one of the ones that we fight in that final mission for the Rise of Fire yeah. campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's... But I know he's on the... Um, he's on Felwinter's Lie. So yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Like, this mm-hmm. Ahamkara sees what the actual deepest desire of of Teemer is, which is to find mm-hmm. Siva. So he just dangles that carrot in front of him and like, I know you want to ask about Clovis Bray. Come on, just, mm-hmm. just wish it. Just wish it. Right. Man, we're diving into all kinds of rabbit holes here. I mean, when I think about it, maybe he didn't know. His ghost might have known or might have known something was up. I know Felspring knew, I think. Because, like, your ghost would know, right? Well, and, and Felwinter knew at some point. And obviously Rasputin knew. I mean, yeah, Rasputin was sending warsats to try and kill Felwinter to try and, you know, bring his baby home. So I would say the people that knew were himself, Felwinter knew, Felspring who, if people don't know, Fellspring was Fellwinter's ghost. Um, and Rasputin knew? I, we shouldn't even count that because that's dumb. Because, <laughs> of course, he knew. And uh, maybe Teemer knew? Or at least Teemer's ghost knew? Because I swear to God that like it's, Teemer like, had an inkling, at least. It's hinted at. Yeah. It, it might like he might not have actually known, but it, it's it's hinted that he had an idea. OK, this is called The Hermit's Tale. Warlocks debate, hunters gossip, titans share mission critical information. Warlocks deliberate over whether Albios's first life came before or after his resurrection in light. Did he have five lives or six? Was he awoken, bringing his total to seven? Was he exo with an uncountable tally before his rebirth in light? What was the role of his ghost in his lives and deaths of the Ahamkara he dealt with? These are the questions heard in hushed voices in the tower's study halls and louder on its practice fields. The hunters talk over the relics of his lives. Where is his lantern now? On Blessed Io with his memorial? Sunk in a Venusian swamp? Secured in a treasure cache? At least six hunters have come forward with claims to the lantern's location. None have been authenticated by Albios's surviving acquaintances. The Titans honor his loss as any other diminishment in light, but to those who still remember the great hunt, his lives are a warning. Did Albios make an unwary bargain? Was his light eaten by a wish dragon? Is that Ahamkara still alive, hunting for light bearers? These are questions Albios and his ghost are no longer able to answer. Those who wear the sign of the lantern bear it in honor of a warlock whose lives touched the light and as an unfading reminder of the vigilance still required of them. This is NPR news. Right? <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> Although, like, <sighs> I am hearing this in Saladin's voice. So, like... Are you? I'm not. I'm hearing Warlocks it in the voice debate. of, like, of... Hunter's gossip. I was hearing it... In Jesu Calarondo's voice. <laughs> oh, God. Warlock's debate. Hunter's gossip. Yeah, no. I'd... It is pretty great. Uh, yeah. Warlock's debate. Hunter's gossip. Titans share mission critical information. <laughs> it's super awesome. <laughs> oh, God. Now I hear it that way, too. Fuck. Yeah, but it's better that way, isn't it? It definitely is funnier. Anyway. Who is this guy? Uh, Albios? I have no idea, actually. Uh, 
he was mentioned back in The Taking King. Oh, Jesus. Like, that is a callback. Uh, the Five Lives of Albios was an a warlock bond uh, woven to honor the last stand of Albios. Or there's the Lantern Bond. This bond represents the one thing Albios took with him into the swamp. A single lantern. Why would he do that? Take a flashlight. Um, there's Salison Fen 1. Not a trace of him is left. Only the swamps of Venus remain. The Five Lives of Albios. And same flavor text for Salison Fen 2. And those are war- warlock boots. Uh, and then for one of the warlock quests, um, talk to Ikora. Speak to Ikora in the Hall of Guardians at the Tower. When you enter the void for the last time, make it count, Albios. I mean, okay. I still don't know who you are, though, bro. Like, that's... I'll make it count, but I don't know who you are. That is all the info I have. I mean, good for you. I This entry makes it seem like everyone oh. knows who he is, and we should give a shit. I don't know who he is, and I don't care about him. Actually, I I did not realize that all the armor pieces for like the entire set were called Salison Fen One or Salison Fen Two. So like, okay, the helmet is also called Salison Fen Two. Why a willow tree? It was his only roof. The swamp had consumed everything else. The five lives of Albios. The robes, he lived his fourth life in the swamps of Venus, beneath the shade of a willow tree. The five lives of Albios. And the final one, the gauntlets. It wasn't until his fifth life that the Ahamkara spoke to him. By then, it was too late. Dude was a walking cat. I mean, come on, think about it. He had five lives. No, cats are cats. Cats have nine. And they're also cats. Okay, he's half cat. He's got five lives. I mean, okay. <laughs> True. Accepted. I mean, it, it it boils down to the fact that he's a little um perfect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I still don't like this doesn't hit with me. I know. This entry. I know. I I like it, but it could be literally anybody. It could be like Hunter's gossip about the janitor that cleans up like the restroom on floor four of the tower. <laughs> like honestly, that's, okay. that's how it feels. Like there was just this this myth about a guy named Albios, and he had a run in with an Ahamkara. Like, yeah, but like a bunch of people did. Most of them are still alive. I know, right? I I. Didn't Zavala have run-ins with Ahamkara? Yeah. Like, Saladin did. Go ask him. He's literally there, like, every month, like, hawking fucking, like, Iron Banner at you. Like, what? Just go talk to him. Yeah. Why do you have to go talk about a guy with a lantern on Venus in a swamp? So weird. That no one knows about. No, I, I, I agree. Like, it's... It's weird that they f- focused on him. Yeah, but like, it's just I don't. Uh. And and this this honestly feels like it's a it was a loose thread back then. It mm-hmm. was just a throwaway line, actually a, a handful of throwaway lines, and it, they were like, "Oh hey, you know what? Boom, lore entry." Even though it mm-hmm. doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so yeah, just weird. It is. So All right. I think that's where we're going to leave it for the night. Okay. Orchid, do you have any shout outs? Um, shout out to my car not being under three inches of ice anymore. I finally got to leave my house after like five or six days. <laughs> Hooray. Holy shit. I'm so glad that we don't have like an ice storm anymore, but they're like, it's going to ice storm in Portland again. And I'm like, please stop. I don't (laughs) want it to. I'm tired. (laughs) Stop it. Cease and desist. So um, I'm not looking forward to that. But hey, uh, if 
all of you guys are in the cold. I'm so sorry. Like everyone is cold and in the freezing right now. Unless you're in Australia, then it's real hot. So I'm sorry for that too. Um, everyone's weather is terrible. So shout out to everyone dealing with shitty ass weather right now. Yeah. If your weather is really pleasant, then like. <laughs> then fuck you. Good for you. <laughs> What, Good like, for you. Okay. What, like it is for enjoy me. Enjoy your pleasant like enjoy it, your pleasant weather. Like it is. Yeah. For enjoy me. your pleasant weather, Rindle. <laughs> then then fuck enjoy you, Rindle. Uh so <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah, I'll be enjoying the 62 degree weather out here. What the hell? 62 degrees. <laughs> 62 degrees? That's three times as much as I have here. Suck it. Seriously, it's like 30 degrees right now. I'm cold or 27 or something. You know what the best part of an Oregon ice storm is? Watching that shit unfold from California. I can't feel my toes. <laughs> <laughs> real cold that's so me i'll treat you you have toes no not anymore they're blocks of ice mine froze off they're okay, currently so- f- okay i to get the ice off of my car yesterday i had to let it run for an hour after i got an ice pick out of my trunk okay because uh i have an ice pick in my like in the like outside pack that I use to do field work. Okay, makes so sense. So I use the ice pick that I use for field work and then like slowly chipped all of the ice off of my car with an ice pick for an hour. And I wasn't wearing gloves because I needed the like hand dexterity to like pull like tiny chips of ice off my car so I didn't chip like the actual car. Oof. So I couldn't feel my fingers after a while. And then I couldn't bend my hands after a while. <laughs> Your hand is just a claw. Well, damn. Uh, it was really cold. Oh, wait, hold on. 66. Never mind. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you, Rindle. <laughs> What's your shout out, Elmist? Uh... Is your shout out just fuck you, Rindle? I mean, it, I would probably deserve it, to be fair. I mean, yeah, fuck you, Rindle. <laughs> With your warm weather. Buy me dinner first, shit. Wow. Like, it's supposed to start snowing in, like, half an hour. Mm. Here, where wow. I'm at. So, like, fuck you, Rindle. Wow. Wow. Uh. <laughs> but no, like, it's it's supposed to snow all day tomorrow for me. Uh, that's rough. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. Um, say goodnight, Orchid. Goodnight, Orchid. Take care. Otters. Don't freeze. They can live. They don't. Do you know why? Because they have the most hair per square inch of any mammal on Earth. They're fine. Because fart fur. Fart fur. That's why. Because fart fur. Yeah. Good night. (sighs) Guardians of Lore is a lore network podcast hosted by Elmist and Orchid and produced and edited by Rindell Zivas. The artwork in this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. The music in this episode is copyrighted by Bungie. Thank you to Baxter and the Ishtar Collective for all of their work collecting the lore for everyone. We could only do this with support from our subscribers and listeners like you. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. The Lore Network. Good morning, good evening. Wow. Not even a full sentence in. First time ever, I think. Good. It took almost 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really impressed, actually. This lore book was obtained by listening to the radio messages during the season of the witch's 
season of The Wish story. God. They had to have two seasons that sounded exactly the same back to back. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> was a god damn it ah uh, yes the empress said your famed great hunt if i recall the myth keepers asked us asked uh asked us why do they put so many letters in these uh I think it's Ashtas. Ashta. Uh, fucking Christ. I'm just gonna say it's Ashtas, because I don't fucking know how you say it. 